Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. As uh, we begin our broadcast this morning, uh, Major League Baseball taking the headlines right last last night as uh, and today as the Major League Baseball All-Star Game was played last night. Of course, uh, kind of a ho-hum game with uh, their American League taking down the National League by score of 3-2. to two. Uh, MVP in the game, of course, was uh, uh, Carlo Gilstatton. As uh, he hit a 475-foot blast, uh, I think they're still looking for that ball. He said that's where he used to sit in Dodger Stadium years ago. So uh, uh, Stanton uh, gets the MVP award. Kind of a whole home game, as I mentioned. Uh, of course, uh, Dodger uh, starter Clayton Kershaw starts off the game, and uh, he's a six-pitcher in the last 40 years to start the All-Star game and uh, in his home park. And the American League extend their uh, midsummer classic a winning streak to nine games, uh, defeating the National League 3-2. Uh, to two. New York Yankees outfielders, I mentioned, uh, Gio Carlo Stanton uh, received the MPA, M, uh, MVP excuse me, awards. Went one for two at the plate with that home run. Uh, AL is now 47-43-2 all-time against the National League. And uh, yeah, it's just some of the highlights uh, uh in that regard, Shihai Otani uh, laying flat on Dodger Stadium dirt and arms stretched wide, tilted his head to the side and staring off in disbelief. Just couldn't believe that uh, he's over here in Dodger Stadium and the video board would uh, swing at his first pitch. And uh, he said then he delivered with a clean base hit. He kind of started things off for the American League. Elsewhere, uh, the National League uh, puts up a couple of runs in the, uh, in the bottom of the uh, – uh, Second, as uh, uh, excuse me, bottom of the first, as Paul Goldsmith of the Cardinals uh, takes the uh, his pitch and brings it out to uh, to left field and puts the National League on top uh, by the score of two to nothing. And in the meantime, uh, the uh, National League get uh, four hits in that inning, and they can't do anything else with it, and uh, they don't get another hit until late in the game. And uh, the National League uh, just can't uh, can't get anything going in that regard. And uh, in the meantime, uh, the American League uh, gets a back-to-back homers. Of course, the two-run job by Stanton, and then the uh, solo shot, which put him up to uh, take the lead. And in the meantime, uh, the uh, National League just can't get anything done. The pitching staff does a pretty good job. Uh, uh, National League had a couple opportunities uh, uh, with some runners and on. Uh, let's see, we got a phone call right now. Uh, let's put them on. Uh, put them online. Uh, you're on the line with uh, Kane Radio Bayou Sports. Hey, good morning. Well, <laughs> how are you? Doing well. Doing very well. And for our listeners, uh, Coach uh, Brent Indes calling from uh, the North Shore, but uh, we're at Lake Shore, aren't we? Correct. Uh, the Correct. Tit- right, the right here in. Right here in uh, in Mandeville, Louisiana. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, the Lakeshore High School is what maybe five or six miles north of the corporate limits of Mandeville, Coach. Yeah, so it, you know Covington and Mandeville basically are just one big glob of you know it's uh, and it really Madisonville you can throw that in there as well. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I, I have a, actually a Covington address just north of twelve and. Uh, if it, right, and I'm right off of 190 and 12. So if if you head, all you do is if, if you from 190 and 12, if you go about four miles, uh, four or five miles um, east, and then you go north on 1088, and it's just it's two and a half miles north of the interstate. Oh, okay, not that far, but you're out there. Yeah, so re- so yeah, it's technically still in Mandeville, but like I said, it's it's a if you take the road that the school's off of, that'll take you straight to Beta Springs, uh, more mm-hmm. or less. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, familiar with that area. How are things going for you, Coach? I know a uh, big move for you. Of course, even though you lived in New Iberia, you, you were able to travel to Karen Crow and uh, Kaplan and, of course, Catholic High in your last uh, few years in this area. Yeah, so, lived in Crowley, lived in Ruston. So, yeah, you know, you know Abbeville, so been around. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, packing up and moving. It's never an easy chore. And uh, 
it's just an opportunity, like you said here on your last couple of shows, you just couldn't pass up. And uh, and how are things looking up there for you? Oh, it's looking great. We've uh, we got a great group of kids to work with. Um, I was extremely fortunate to be able to put together um, as strong a staff or stronger than I've ever been able to, and to be able to do it at a, at this last minute. Uh, I feel truly blessed to be able to have done that. And um, great administration here. Um, you know, a lot of people know out there that, that one of the things that drove me out of coaching was, was administrative issues and, and, you know, really excited about what, what we've got going on here. Uh, we, I've got a, a lady, who uh, Miss April Jarrell, who's become not only my administrator but a great friend. I've actually, uh, for a week, stayed with she and her husband, um, when I was homeless, <laughs> you know, going back in the and transition, and, so to speak, right? Yeah, and so and and also become a very good friend, and uh, so no, just just real fortunate. We, you know, the the thing that we're under the gun about is just really is is installation. Typically, you would get your installation done during the spring um, in a new job, but of course, they were coachless during the spring, mm-hmm. and um, so to. It's always a challenge to try to get your installation done during the summer because you kids go on vacation, they go to camps, they go to all these different things, which of course you can't stop them from going. Sure. Um, and uh, but with that being said, we have had basically that you know a hundred percent attendance. If kids are in town, that they, they've been here. Um, you know, right. if they're out of town, we know they're out of town. So uh, you know, good group to work with, and uh, looking forward to it. And you, you uh, Lakeshore is a four A school. Is that correct? Correct. We're in the same district as uh, traditionally. Um, we, we've actually picked up a new team. So traditionally, that our district is. Uh, it's so we've added. Let me let me start there. We've added Hannon and we've added uh, Laranger, but also we've got Franklinton. We've got Salmon. Um, is Independence and I, and I, in that uh, district? No, Independence is a smaller school. Okay. Independence, actually, I think it's, it, they've dropped all the way to AA. They were AAA for a long time. No, they were. I remember them being 4A even uh, years ago, uh, so they've lost some. Uh, yeah, well, what's happened is, is they've, they've, they've got that minority-majority rule, um, and, and a lot of those kids started jumping and, and going to, uh, to La Ranger. Okay. Um, so that, that's where a lot of those kids go. But we also have Pearl River. Um, yeah, we start the season um, – we're gonna we're gonna scrimmage Parkview. Um, in that first, we're gonna travel to Baton Rouge and do that. And then, I'm really looking forward to our jamboree because most probably our toughest opponent of the year will be in the jamboree. And um, I've always said jamborees can kill you when you get a false sense of uh, of security. Um, you know, there's been a couple of times that, that, that we've drawn some really poor jamboree opponents and then um, and really thought we were ready to play, and then week one we, it, we really weren't. But we're going to play North Shore, um, who's a 5A, a large 5A school, who actually, um, I believe, lost to, in the quarterfinals, lost to uh, West Monroe last year in overtime. Oh, wow. Um, so so we're, we're drawing them in the jamboree, which I really look forward to that, like I said, to, to really find out. Uh, where we stand, then uh, actually our, our big rival is Fountain Blue, which is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say four miles away from here, yeah, four and a half it's miles. It's down 190, isn't it? No, no, uh, so uh, no. Fountain for 12. It, it's the exit, the exit two miles before uh, the Lakewood uh, Lakeshore exit. Okay, is Fountain Blue, and it's and it's a stone's throw from the exit. Okay, um, all right. So mm-hmm. we. Those are Start all relatively a lot of them. Are new. Hannon moved to North Shore from Chalmette after Katrina, and uh, you know a lot of growth on that side of the North Shore. So, uh, how many bodies you have out there uh, on your team now? Um, we've got eighty, right about eighty, including freshmen. We got okay. about 60, 60, 10 through twelve. And going through the uh, again, going through the the schedule, we've got Fontainebleau, then Chalmette. Um, then we play Terrebonne, Washington, Marion. We're actually going to travel travel completely across the state to play Washington, Marion. Um, and then we're uh, we're going to step out of state. I've never played an out of state team before, but we're going to go play St. Stanislaus, but it's only a forty five minute drive. Forty five minute drive. Okay. Then we go Salmon, Laranger, Pearl River, Hannon, and Franklinton. I really see I really see Salmon and Franklinton probably being the uh, 
the biggest competition in district. And, and Salmon, as you just mentioned, I was going to ask, the Salmon's in your district. You know, historically, they've had some pretty good football teams coming out of Salmon, out of, out of Slidell. I think the North Shore to ever win a state championship. Yeah, the, the, I think they're the Spartans. Is that correct, Salmon? Yeah, I, can't I believe remember. So. Uh, but they've had some pretty good players over the years. Uh, I can recall uh, the Salmon team. Uh, but how's your squad looking? Are they becoming indoctrinated to your – Infamous wing tee? Yes, yes. Um, you know, we're, we're actually we're, we're throwing a lot at them because we're, you know, my last couple of years at Catholic High, especially when I had Diallo Landry, we did run a lot of shotgun stuff uh-huh. and incorporated it in the offense. And being that they're they're already pretty good at all that stuff, we're you know we're, we're kind of molding some of that stuff in as well along with the traditional wings tee stuff but uh what, what i'm excited about we've got really big backs that's one thing that at catholic high as good as we were um sometimes we'd have one big guy um but you know in the wing tee those backs have to block and, and I, i've got a 190 pounder on one side at oh, wing wow. back and, and i've got a 205 pounder on the other side at, at half back that's some big backs <laughs> yeah that's, that's you know with it you know backs. Yeah, so, um, you know, excited about that. Um, you know, we ought to be able to throw it and run it equally well. We've got some good size up front. Last year they really struggled on the offensive line, but all those guys are back and they're bigger and stronger and, and wiser. And and uh, the, the biggest issue that we have to deal with is, you know, for whatever reason you kind of have a culture here, not only at Lakeshore High but at most of these schools uh, north of the lake, it's it's that spread mentality, and what it what it lends itself to is is offensive and defensive linemen playing with an extremely high pad level, which is not good in my opinion. All right, um, and so it, it's teaching these these offensive and defensive linemen that they've got to literally play a foot and a half to two feet lower than they played, uh, in, you know, during their football career, and that's always a challenge to uh, to, to fix that. Sure. In the meantime, uh, Coach, uh, with regards to approximately 80-plus kids you have out on the team, I mean, through the course of a summer, not being able to bring in or put in your uh, your offense and defensive schemes uh, or what you plan to do, uh, a lot of film watching by a lot of these young men maybe on uh, how to pick up certain things? or is that how- uh, Not as much. You know, we, we spend a lot of time out on the field. Okay. Um, and you know, just installing, and, and of course, we have we have a lot of stuff on our huddle account that they can go in and see. But but no, it, it's mostly hands on out there on the field, just uh, teaching and and uh, you know, just getting it to where it's uh, it's just second nature to do. You know, right now when they break the huddle, they're having to think about what they're doing, and okay. uh, it, it's 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 to get to that point where they don't have to think about it; they just do. They just react, yeah. Just instinct it becomes uh, what they look for. A uh, coach, with regards to uh, your your team, uh, do you, do you uh, any little uh, you know? Lakeshore has been pretty successful the last few years, uh, and uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but uh, I guess I am. At, I don't think they've lost a district game in the last few years. Is that correct? Actually, last year they lost all of their non-district games, and then came back and, and won the, the, the district. Their district, other than Salmon, was really down last year. All right. And is this is this the first year of your schedule meeting? And I guess they're trying to ask is because uh, I know when you sign an agreement with a team, you usually have a two year agreement. You yeah, this is the front year. end of a two year, and of course, I didn't have anything to do with the schedule. Correct. Um, it, it, it was set by the previous coach, um, and uh, and and again, we we've added Larranger and uh, and Hannon. I think Hannon's a team that they play regularly anyway. Okay. Uh, but. Um, but no, so it's it's uh yeah it's set set by the previous staff. But this is our schedule for the next two years. I, I'm looking forward down the road to scheduling uh, a lot of these five A teams. I you know I I've already got a deal in in uh you know just via text with Slidell that we're going to start playing in a couple of years. I would love to start. I don't know because the coach that was here went to Mandeville, and I don't know if he's going to want to do that. But I would okay. love to play Mandeville High. I would love to play Covington High. Um, in all of these schools, I mean, I, I think it's a yeah. I'd love to play St. Paul's. Um, okay. I think it's a little ridiculous that we're having to travel to Washington Marion yeah. to go play a football game when um, we've got just an abundance of schools 
at or near our size in this area. Yeah, uh, I know they have a, that North Shore district's a pretty strong district. Is is that the district where St. Paul's, Covington, those schools? I believe, yeah, yeah. So you, you've got a really, down. really good group of of uh, of five A um, schools. Like I like I just said, I mentioned most of them along with North Shore. That uh, that that it's a really, really uh, good, solid five A district. And and you know what I. I believe in about four years we'll probably be 5A really? because there, th- this is the only area, if, if you would look at, at Lakeshore on Google Earth, mm-hmm. the 1088, the road toward Lake, it's, it's just all woods. It, it's basically the only place left for Mandeville to grow. Okay. All right. Um, and so, uh, you know, I project that they're going to just start that, you know, this is the way everything's going to grow. And, well, so, you know, yeah. I believe we will end up being a 5A school. You might want to think getting into the lumber business with all the woods up there. They've got to clear it. Oh, no, there's pine trees galore, believe <laughs> I know that's why off the air. I mentioned the ozone layer up there. That's uh, with all the pine trees and everything. The areas, it's really nice. And it's just unbelievable how the flight from Metairie and New Orleans has taken to that side of the uh, lake. In that regard, uh, as I mentioned a few times, I can remember when Mandeville didn't play high school football, and uh, Covington might have been a community of four or five thousand people. But just unbelievable with the uh, uh, the causeway going across the lake, how that area is just exploding, especially after Katrina, when a lot of people moved from uh, New Orleans area, Jefferson Parish, into uh, St. Tammany Parish, which I think at one time was the fastest growing county parish in the country, and. Uh, oh class here is our sophomores and they call them the Katrina class because they were born that's all kids that were born the right when right after Katrina oh wow oh wow uh, uh, coach uh, you talked a little bit about your you know your offensive scheme how defensively uh you're still going to look the, the same you change uh, maybe uh with the size of your kids or anything uh, changing on defense for you no we're, we're actually going to be more similar defensively um than we are offensively um you know, so yeah, just you know, with, with our odd stack, the same defense that we, you know, we ran the seven years at Catholic High. I've got uh-huh. a young man, low teeth, that's that's assisting me with that, and uh, we've uh, we're we're gonna we look re- our front six look really good. That's that's where that's where our strength's gonna be. The secondary is, you know, they played a lot of kids both ways last year, which I just don't see why you need to at a school like this, and uh, so. But we've got a lot of guys on the back end that are going to be first-year starters, and and that's where we really have to work hard. And uh, with that, as you mentioned, 80-plus kids off of football, you should be able to find 22, 25, whatever kids. Uh, how's your kicking game, punting game looking? Do you have uh, that type of uh, 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 opportunity with, uh, with your kicking game too, uh, with kids, soccer, maybe playing a big role in that? Um. It's it, we're going to be solid. I'll be honest with you. We've been so busy with offense and defense. I haven't seen okay. much for punters, okay. um, but 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 we'll we'll be solid there. All right. And uh, the Titans, uh, uh, you know, they were they were mostly a throwing football team, if my memory serves me correctly. They had like the Player of the Year uh, a couple of years ago. A young man, I think that. Uh, uh, through the ball, I don't know if he threw for three thousand yards. Uh, bringing the wing tee, and is that a different kind of mindset for these young men? The big bull of a kid. They, they actually ran it more than they threw it with him. Oh, um, they did. Okay. But but he he was he was a, a big time runner as well because he was a huge kid. Um, and last year we broke them down. They were about they were about they were probably about sixty percent run. Okay. Um, so not not near as much as, as the perception is, but no, we, we definitely won't be throwing it as much as they did in the past. And uh, your staff, uh, are you able to fill up your staff? Uh, no problems uh, attracting uh, coaches with you at uh, Lakeshore High School. Did uh, you don't have you usually four or five coaches? I'm sure you have a few more than uh, what you are allowed at Catholic High. Yeah, yeah, we, we've I've got a seven seven coach staff. Actually, I could have more if I needed, but uh, I've actually turned away a few people just worried about chemistry. But I brought in three guys from South Louisiana, and we, we we've uh, held held on to two guys that were here previously, and then I added another guy from the North Shore. So we're all good with staff. And uh, and how's the transition been uh, with family and all everything uh, working out? You've uh, 
found uh, uh, your grocery store or your church, your, your CPA or whatever the case may be. We've got plenty of everything here. And uh, how far is your drive to school each day? Since you've been known to travel 20, 25 miles uh, to school. Seven miles. It t- takes me, you know, now don't get me wrong, if you do it in a heavy traffic time, it can take yeah. 20 but um, but no, when I'm when I'm traveling, it, it takes me about 11 minutes to get to work. Oh wow! So uh, thanks working out for you, Coach, and uh, we appreciate you giving us a call in. Uh, I told people yesterday to have a special guest call in, and uh, good luck to you. Hopefully, we can keep up with you. Uh, I know you got a lot still to accomplish in the next, uh, I guess, uh, 45 days when you open up. Uh, I guess less than 45 days. When, when's your first? Uh, uh, I believe is, is game one. And then, but you you have a scrimmage, and then you have the uh, jamboree. jamboree. Yeah, so uh, it comes quick, coach. You know that, and uh, we want to wish you all the best. And thank you for putting this show on the air. We're trying to retain it. Uh, we've we've kept uh, most of the sponsors, I should say. But uh, always good to hear from you, and we wish you the best and uh, stay in good touch deal. with us. All right, good deal. Anyway, coach, thanks a lot. Thanks, Turbo. I appreciate okay. it. Have a nice one. Uh, Coach Brendan Dush here on uh, Kane Radio. He called in today and giving us an update on his squad and his team over in Lakeshore, which is a little uh, north of uh, Mandeville, a few miles, as he mentioned, uh, the Titans, the Lakeshore Titans. So uh, we'll keep an update with Coach uh, every once in a while and see how things go for him up in uh, the uh, Mandeville area and uh, the Titans. And I'm sure we'll be keeping a watchful eye on that. I want to thank him for calling in. I know he's really got a hectic schedule trying to implement his uh, offense and defenses to uh, the Titans. So uh, in that regard, we're going to go ahead and take the first break this morning. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. We still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go Go to AnswerToPain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. At Arsenal Ford, we're making it even easier with our Ford Mobile Service Van. For your convenience, we have a mobile service solution for you. You provide the vehicle and I'll handle the rest. Ford Mobile Service, we make it easy at Arsenal Ford. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there this Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for sports. No bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And uh, as we were talking about uh, until Coach called us, Coach Brent Endes over in uh, Mandeville, Coach gave us a call and just give us a little update on everything and how things are going for him. Of course, uh, we wish him the best and all. And uh, with that, we have a call on the line, and uh, well, let's go ahead and and take that call. You're on the line here with Bayou Sports. 
Hey, good morning, Tony. How you doing today? Hey, hey, Box, how are you? How's everything going with you? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Um, I, uh, I'm going to uh, give you a few minutes and then have to uh, hang up, and I'll call back again because okay. I'm, I'm trying to get to but, um But Teddy had uh, told me you were kind of flying solo today. I think Jeff's at what, South, uh, Southland Conference? Yeah, today. he's, he's uh, I think he's going to run, the, uh, I think, a board of uh, some kind of operative with the Southland Conference over in Lake Charles. They have their media days, and, uh, of course, I'm pretty sure McNeese uh, – is hosting that uh, media days and uh i know i told him to tell my good friend frank selfo hello uh he's the head football coach over at uh southeastern so uh they're over there yeah. today jeff jeff will be back tomorrow here on the air with bayou sports but we had coach brent indes on uh earlier uh box i don't know if you were able to listen in or not but uh things are settling in for him he's got a lot to do he seemed like he's in a rush for everything right now yeah it, it, it's really tough at, at- to come in at, at that point of the you know of the summer uh, the, and or, or the spring I guess when he was hired, <clears throat> assemble the staff you know get to know your team, and then try to install the offense you know that's a ooh, that's a that's a yeah that's a lot it is, it uh, is a lot but he's got eighty plus kids out in the team they're four A school he anticipates them to grow some more that area of uh, the state is just prolific and uh, with people moving in and building homes and also. Uh, He's excited about it, though, I can assure you, but he, he's got a lot to do. I was picking on him. I said, Coach, you know, from what I understand, Lakeshore hadn't lost a district game in four years. He said, yeah, but we were 0-4 out of district last yeah. year. So yeah. I said, you keep things going. And they kind of threw the ball a little bit more than they ran it, but uh, he said they had a big bruising quarterback a couple of years ago. Might have been the player of the year in, in the New Orleans area, too, and uh, – so we'll see how you'll do uh, in all in that regard. But uh, anyway, uh, what's new with you? What's news with you? I know you follow the Saints a lot. Uh, any info? Yeah. Well, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, a few things. Uh, number one, uh, I did watch a little bit of the uh, All-Star game last night. I normally, I, I, honestly, I don't get excited about Major League Baseball until the last, usually the last couple of weeks of the season. If sure. there's a pennant race this sure. year. There's so many ways. Now, it may tighten up uh, as the season goes on, but I normally don't watch a whole lot because baseball is just one of those sports to me. I mean, it, I love to go to a, a, a game, you know, sure. watch it live. But on TV, it just seems to drag on and on and on. And, yeah. and it's kind of, you know, like that with a lot of sports, really, when you, you know, it's better, better watch, you know, like I have trouble watching hockey on TV. But, man, I love to go to a live hockey game, you know. Sure. So it, um but uh, I did watch a little bit last night. The thing that I thought was kind of cool, well, number one, the Major League Baseball by far has really, to me, the only true all-star game because they actually do compete. Yes. Uh, now, you know, I'm glad they did away with that stupid, um, you know, thing where they, whatever league won had the, the home field advantage in yeah. the World Series. Yeah, to me, that put, yeah, put, put too much pressure on the managers to mm-hmm. make pitch guys that shouldn't have, you know, been pitched. Because, look, it's a, it's a, it's got to be a little pressure on the manager in that, you know, if, if one of your opponents um, that, that's chasing you in the division, one of their all-stars, and, and maybe he, you know, the, 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 the coach might not want you to pitch him necessarily. Right. Because uh, he's scheduled to, to start coming off the all-star, but you decide to pitch him anyway just to, so he won't get that start. So, you know, there's been some controversy in the past, but this was a. I, I, what I enjoyed the most was um, I, I just really watched a couple of innings, but they had a couple of players mic'd up, and and I yeah. thought especially um, there was one inning where the pitcher and catcher from the Yankees, you know, were communicating back and forth, That's and, right. stuff, and it was just that yeah, was, it was so cool. That, that was, was pretty neat. Pitch. That was pretty neat. Yeah. yeah, he was he was talking to the announcer. And then to the catcher at the same time, and he was like, "Yeah, high cutter," you know. <laughs> you know and, uh, and then he's back talking to the announcer. And I'm like, "Man, you know." I mean, you don't think a, the catcher, you don't think the catcher could, uh, the batter could hear the catcher ask him what? Well, the what pitch is coming, you I, know. And that's why when it when the count would get tight, if you notice, um, he would, the, the, you know, the, the um, uh, he would he would just make the catcher signal instead. Sure. So, yeah. uh, was calling a lot of the stuff early in the cut, but yeah, absolutely, the batter could hear. Now 
hearing it and, and hitting it. That's thing, right. You know? Oh, yes, very <laughs> much so, because everybody throws 90 in that game. <laughs> the only thing but, you'd see it under 90 is a breaking yeah. pitch. Everybody knew when Mariano Rivera was pitching for the, you know, relieving for the Yankees, you knew where the pitch was going to be, but, you know, yeah, hit, it. hit it. That's know? right. That's right. So, um, but, anyway, it was kind of a whole. Uh, it was kind of a home game too. You know, I mean, the Nationals yeah. score a couple runs on a two-run homer by uh, Paul Goldschmidt, and then uh, the American League comes back in the top of the fourth and gets that giant shot by Stanton, and then Buxton hits a solo shot. And I don't think the National League had a hit until the eighth or ninth inning in that game last night. Uh, they had four hits in the first inning, and then went hitless. And uh, it might have been the ninth, uh, maybe eighth inning they got their next hit. But, uh, I mean, the pitching just dominated uh, that game. And Dodger Stadium, the ball flies pretty well out of that stadium, too. But not last yeah, night. They retired. But it's kind of just – it's still, to me, kind of amazing. Uh, I mean, I think the, the AL now has won 20 of the last 25 uh, That's about right. Games. Yeah, 21 so out of the last 25. That's correct. 21 okay, out of the last yeah. 25. That's just and it brought back fond, yeah, it brought back fond memories of, of Tony because uh, when I, you know, grew up and and uh, played a lot of you know uh, at that time, you know, we had the the event. Well, but I was playing the Genret Little League, but uh, and the Sheriff's League, Pony League, Sheriff's League, and sure. all that. And my, my grandfather just absolutely loved baseball. He was he was um, uh, he was a former, but but growing up, he actually played. Uh, in some like a semi-pro league around here, you know, mm-hmm. and so he he just and you know, he grew up and he loved the National League. He was uh, I, I think uh, I'm not sure what team he played for, but the old uh, Walter Johnson, you know, he was telling me stories about him yeah, pitching. Uh, Might have been the Washington uh, whatever Senators. Or I'm not sure. It was but, the Washington Senators. Uh, That's who he played for. That matter of fact, when the Nationals won the World Series. Three years ago, two and a half years ago, uh, that was their first World Series since the Washington Senators with uh, uh, Big Train Johnson uh, uh, won the World Series in 1925. So uh, they went a few years without winning a World Series. I know Cubs fans <laughs> felt that way too. But uh, you're right, uh, a lot of older gentlemen in town still love the game of baseball. But uh, the younger crowd has kind of attached itself more to football, and we all know that now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's um – and, and you know that's another thing, and, and not to digress. And I want to talk a little, a little Saints. But um, the other thing that I find a little, I guess, I don't know if you say disturbing is the word for it. But but the lack of, and 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 you know, so, I, I mean, my mom actually noticed this when she was watching it. She, she talked to me about it. Um, the lack of African American players in, in the major leagues uh, yeah. now. You know, because You're baseball. Right. What's happened to it? You know, it's become very much dominated by the by, by the Latin American countries. You know, and, right. and there it's just a way of life for these kids. And and you know, they grow up hitting. You know, that's the thing. You know, that all these people are spending. You know, thou. I mean, I'm serious. Like now, if you're a kid, you perceive them as being you know special, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But anybody can get. On a, on a traveling team, if you have the money, That's you can right. get on a traveling That's team. That's right. But the parents are spending, you know, probably about $10,000 a year to travel around the country and get these kids on these elite teams. And, and in the end, you know, 99.9% of them will never sniff even the minor leagues. You know, and these kids are hitting rocks with, with sticks That's in the right. Dominican Republic. You know? That's and, right. Uh, and, and yet scouts will find you if, if you really uh, – you know, have the talent. So it, it's kind of it, it's kind of odd how that game has gravitated, you know, toward a different um, ethnic population. And I, and I mean, it, it's it's good, you know, that it's grown grown that way. But it, it is it, it is definitely become a much more international flavor uh, yeah. on on really all all when, of these. When you think about and, uh, one the best one of the best ball players in the major leagues right now is a Japan native and Otani. Oh. And, uh, Korea's <laughs> got kids. Uh, you know, so uh, Southeast Asia has a lot of kids. So uh, it's it's no it's, it's now become a world sport, and more so than people think too. Uh, I think the soldiers of World War II indoctrinated Japan uh, into baseball, and uh, that's a big game over in uh, Japan. Uh, baseball, 
And uh, you, yep. you're right about that in the, the Central America and, and uh, the northern part of South America, along with the Dominican Republic and some of those uh, nations up in there. Their baseball is their, is their sport. As much as soccer is being played down there, baseball, uh, those kids see the opportunity to make money, and uh, they give it their all, like you said, hitting rocks with sticks. And uh, hopefully yeah. somebody can find them. And, uh, but if they do, they can make a whole lot of money. The minimum salary in the major leagues, I think, is 700000 a year. And they're talking about raising that limit uh, in the years to come. So 700000 I think I can make it, uh, Boxcar, on uh, playing oh, no, uh, about yeah. 10 years, you know, in the league. So anyway. Absolutely. And the thing that only the disturbing thing is I was reading the article that came out that, you know, um, and the baseball commissioner was having to address this at, uh, with the media, but that um, uh, the minor league players are now complaining that they're not making even a, a living wage. And That's right. in all honesty, when I kind of read what their average salary is, now, look, granted, you got to take into account that some of them do get, you know, signing bonuses That's when, they, true. when they're drafted. That's okay? right. So, but, I mean, most of the time it's pretty modest. I mean, you know. Oh, in, five ten thousand dollars know, towards the end of the draft, I'm sure. You know, that's basically yeah. what they're going to get. They're uh, making, what, $800 a month, maybe $1,000 a month, minor league. It averages ranges between nine to 14000 a year. So you whatever yeah. that comes out to. Yeah, you now, do. you know, his argument was, well, they, we, we provide lodging, provide meals. But, you know, still, that's. You know that's that's probably like five dollars an hour. You know when you figure. That's right. Um, that's right. The time they spend. That's yeah. right. So yeah. Fourteen. And you know the fourteen thousand. The 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 most say fourteen thousand is the top end tier of a minor leaguer. You got to remember they only get paid when they play. In other words, if they right. start in mid-April or the end of April and they go to the beginning of September, you divide that by uh, the first and fifteenth and of each month, and that's that's how they get paid. That's it. And there's no money coming in in January or March or whatever the case may be, uh, other than if the the major league club calls him in to be part of the forty man squad. But that that's it. Yeah, there's not a lot of money to be made for a minor leaguer. No, not 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 at all. And and uh, so you know, again, in a in an era when money is flying around like crazy, and and and, and you know, the disturbing thing that I was reading too is that I think the um, I think the the major league uh, commissioner, and I I may have this number wrong, but I think his salary is either four point four million a year or forty four million a year, one or the other. But yeah, I think four point four is more like it. Uh, maybe uh, our uh, our commissioner in the NFL might be making uh, the forty four million with bonuses. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but uh, baseball, yeah, uh, I want to say uh, he's making uh, right at about four million, four and a half million dollars a year. That's about right. So, you know, like everything else, you look at these top-heavy salaries, and, and I think that's kind of what, you know, again, the argument, and I, 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 I don't want to get into that necessarily right now, but, but the Live Tour, you know, that's one of their arguments is look how much money the PGA Tour commissioner and the whole board on the PGA Tour is, is racking in, yeah. and, and then all of a sudden they miraculously find uh, all these, uh, all these millions of dollars. Yeah, 160, 160 million was it yeah. they found? That's amazing. Yeah. So huh? just, just lying around in the petty cash, you know, uh, <laughs> zipper bag. You know? That's right. And, That's right. Uh, under, uh, unbelievable. I tell you what, Turbo. Let me let me all take right. a, um, a yeah, go, quick well, pause. Yeah, I'm well, a couple things. I'm call you back. I want to talk a little Sean Payton. Okay, uh, and. and uh, I'll That'd be fine. Good. We need to go ahead and take a break. So I appreciate you calling in and look to hear from you a little later. Anyway, uh, we're here at uh, Bayou Sports. We're going to go ahead and take our break uh, in the next few moments. So you listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. 
The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there this Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for sports. No bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing and the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Louisiana. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Of course, we always like to acknowledge our sponsors in there. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them each morning. So, uh, And that's Arsenal Ford, Swing Insurance, LA Classic Roofing, uh, the Quarter Tavern, Kane Road Golf and Turf Club, and our new sponsor, the Headache and Pain Center. Uh, so uh, I want to thank those people. And if you get an opportunity to uh, visit those, uh, our sponsors, be sure to tell them you appreciate uh, them sponsoring uh, Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio each morning. So uh, that's really important for uh, us and uh, to keep uh, Bayou Sports going. And we hope you enjoy it. In the meantime, uh, elsewhere, uh, you know, last night, uh, uh, for, well, I think we have a caller here on the line. Let's uh, take that. You here on the line with Bayou Sports? Hey, Tony. How you doing, man? Hey, good. How are you? Good, good. So, so yeah. So, um, like I was saying, the, uh, the as far as Saints news go, um, they did work out a, another running back yesterday, Darius Victor. He was the uh, USFL Offensive Player of the Year. Um, and, you know, running back, again, is a, a position that um, is kind of a – a position of may or may not need it all. It all really yeah. hinges what happens with the, uh, you know, the Alvin Kamara. Yeah, that's that. Gonna, I, I still feel that's going to be a nightmare too because that video is quite dis- concerning, if you know what I mean. Oh no, it, it's it's a uh, um, it, it's definitely uh, the evidence is is definitely stacked against him. Uh, I guess the only question would be whether the it'll actually happen this year or not because, um, you know, we're almost uh, <laughs> going to training camp already. Uh, they haven't really had his trial yet, per se. I think it was and, continued from April to August 1st, if my memory serves me correctly. And uh, we'll find out. You haven't yeah. seen any news uh, broadcast about that August 1st date, so – who knows if his attorney might have it continued to, uh, after the season starts? I just I don't have a clue right now. Well, that's and, and again, that's kind of the the whole uh, thing is is um, is when will will it happen? And 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 the the, the longer it goes, the more uh, because the NFL is not going to hand down a actual suspension until the the trial because sure. you have to go with the you know innocent until that's, that's proven correct. guilty. That's correct. You know and. and you know, the thing that kind of goes forgotten is that he's not the only um, player involved. You know, there was I forgot who who was the other guy and what team he's he's on, but mm-hmm. but there's another prompt player that was in that fight as well. Um, so so yeah, so so they do have to have a plan B though in case the suspension does come down. Um, and you know, and again, the factor is 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 going to be so many things. I mean, number one, uh, somebody's undrafted. You know, for rookies that they have coming into camp, you know, how do they actually look when they put the pads on? That's and, right. Um, they had they had these you know mini camps, and that's that's fine, but you can't really tell um, until they're actually out there uh, 
uh, really hitting and whatnot, which you might might or may, may not have, you know. But it, all indications are they probably will end up making a move, uh, signing a, um, a backup running back. And, and, you know, honestly, there's not a, a whole lot of um, still out there on the market unless you want to go back to recycled guys again like yeah. Octavius Murray. And David you know, Johnson and, they brought in, you know, and look to see. But uh, Johnson had other avenues, and I think he took one. Uh, and just, you know, if, if Camaro goes down, you, you still have uh, a, a couple backups in Tony Jones Jr. along with Ingram, but uh, you just they, you can't uh, count on them for the wear and tear. Uh, Ingram going into his 12th year, I think, in the NFL, and Tony Jones really kind of inexperienced. He's got maybe one or two years under his belt. Uh, so looking for, uh, looking for some running backs, uh, the Saints will be. Yeah, and Tony Jones. Tony Jones Jr., uh, although he looked good in, in uh, preseason last year, when he actually got into a few games, um, he, he really did not perform well. Uh, and um, I'm pretty – I'd be surprised if he's not a, a victim of, um, of of a training camp cut. You know, I, I, I forget the, the name of the, uh, the back they brought in as an undrafted free agent, but he was a – uh, I think from Oregon, Oregon State, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and he was a uh, former linebacker, and, and right. he only uh, running back his last his senior season, but he had an outstanding season. I mean, I think he rushed for some like thirteen or fourteen hundred yards, and and it, and it's a you know obviously as being a linebacker, he he's a big back, you know, right. big big back. So um, so I think what you're going to see is if that guy does. But look, the, the Saints have shown in the past they they don't care if you're a number one pick overall or an undrafted free agent. If you're good enough, you you're gonna play. You uh, know, if you're gonna make the roster. The one name play. that comes to my mind is Pierre Thomas, who was a heck of yeah. a back out of Illinois and uh, gets an opportunity. And uh, you know, in the years, the seven or eight years he played with the Saints, that screen pass out to Pierre Thomas. I mean, that was that was. Uh, peanut butter and jelly for the Saints. I mean, they uh, would that play always seemed to work. They scored in the Super Bowl with it uh, against the Colts. So uh, uh, Pierre Thomas, I always he was always one of my favorite backs for the Saints and uh, a heck of a, a, a player too. wasn't the first guy that hit him. They brought him down. Generally, uh, just a heck of a player for the Saints. So the Saints, they're out there. You can find them. You're right. Yeah, he was such a patient, you know, runner and, and let his block set up and. Uh, uh, but you're right. I mean, as far as you know, all-time screen runners for the Saints, I think he ranks number one. I think you know it's really close between uh, Darren Sproles and, and Reggie Bush, yeah. and, and and then and actually Deuce McAllister was a surprisingly good screen back as well. People don't they kind of just think of him for the you know the bruising right back that he played. Years, you're right. Yeah. But uh, but he he was early on uh, a good uh, screen back as well. But no, the the thing that they kind of caught my my eye. Go ahead, yeah, Peyton. And, uh, you mentioned about Sean Peyton, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So so you know um, now he's actually publicly acknowledging for the first time that that he you know in all likelihood will return to coaching, and, and it could be as early as, as next year. Um, so. You know the three teams that are being mentioned right now, and this again, Pete Payton even said this is a whole subject to change depending yeah, on what speculation. Opening. Sure, North, yeah, on average is six per, per per year, six openings. But the three that he's being linked to would be Dallas, which it's no secret that Jerry Jones covets Sean Payton. Um, they came really close to acquiring him in 2019 uh, in in the off season, and it just fell through the last minute. Um, the Los Angeles. Uh, Chargers, uh, which would, to me, make the most sense um, in that you've got a really good young quarterback, in my opinion, um, in Justin Herbert, yes. and and that's where his daughter is based out of now, Los Angeles. She's a sports reporter out there, uh, and he loves that climate, that kind of, you know, yeah. warm weather. Yeah, like, who, who wouldn't which, like that warm weather San Diego? I don't yeah. think he gets higher than 80-85 every day. Um, Miami is the other one, and obviously the climate yeah. in Miami is really nice as well. Um, the the thing that the, the only two, you know, I was looking at it. What, what he said is that, or what the, they they're saying, he wants warm weather, um, and he wants 
control of the team. I don't think he's going to get that in Dallas. I don't think there's any way Jerry Jones gives him the yeah. full autonomy that he. Yeah, would I, I agree with uh, that too. Yeah, uh, Jerry Jones is his own GM and president and everything else. So, yeah, the only NFL owner has his own show too, mind you. Yeah. No, the only the other two, I no doubt they would they would do it in in a heartbeat. Now, you know, Miami's just coming off the fiasco with Brian Flores. Right. Uh, they have a brand new. Oh, you know, I, I think it's too. I don't know that they fire the guy after one after one year. You know, yeah, uh, right. Mike Parsons is definitely on on the hot seat for sure. And and I could see that. I mean, the Chargers, you know, again came pretty close last year uh, to making the playoffs. But um, you know, what I mean, they 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 may feel if the timing's right that they make the move too. So the thing to me is that the Saints need to, if this is going to happen, let he's on a contract for two more years with the mm-hmm. Saints. So whatever team gets him is going to have to give up some compensation. That's right. There's been some pressure that, for, for, you know, per se, uh, but obviously once he's a free agent, you don't get anything, you know. So, so to me, if you're the Saints, you want him to get some offers next year. <laughs> and even if, you know, whether you get two first rounders or first and a third or just one for what, whatever you get, line you because he's right. not coming back and coach. And that's not going. That's not going to happen. There's, uh, you know, the, the the last thing I was looking at is is if, if I'm him, it, would would I want to go into a division? You know, if you go in the Chargers division, you're with the Chiefs. That's right. You're with the uh, Denver the and Chiefs, uh, the, uh, Denver and Oakland. Broncos. That's right. Yeah, you know, tough division. That's right. You go with the Dolphins, and you're dealing with, I think, the Titans, uh, the Patriots, and um, I forgot the third. Well, team. the Jets. You, get, but, you can't forget the Jets and the Bills. Yeah, yeah those, the Bills. Yeah, the Bills almost won. You know, could easily won the Super Bowl last year. Right. Um, and then, uh, but with Dallas, he has a. To me, it's the easiest division by far. You know that division. And you know, yeah, I'm pretty for, sure he has a home in Dallas, or he's or he's got some kind of link yeah. to Dallas. Uh, of course, he coached uh, there as an assistant under Parcells, if my memory serves me right, too. Uh, before he yeah, came he to did. New Orleans. No, again, and and and, and uh, um, you know, and Jerry Jones uh, absolutely adores him. So, I think that. You know, it, it could be a likely landing spot again. If, whether or not Jerry Jones would be willing to give up personnel decisions, though, that that's the big thing. Because the thing, you know, Vicky Loomis always gets a lot of credit for uh, for, for the Saints rosters, but there's mm-hmm. not a move that was ever made on that roster that didn't go through Sean Payton. I agree with that. Draft, I mean, 100. percent He was coach and and GM. Now he didn't do contracts. Right. He didn't. Yeah, he stayed you know, away from that. Was, You're right. Right, right. So I think otherwise, you know, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that turns yeah. out because I, I, it could be a, a little bonus for the Saints in that they get some kind of, uh, you know, far capital. It could even be a player involved. You never know. Yeah, you're right about that. Deal. So, uh, and it's, it, I look for it. And if he does take a job with one other team, like you mentioned, the Saints are going to be compensated. But you mentioned he's still under contract with the Saints till 2023, is it, or 24? Uh, twenty-four. Yeah. Okay, so that's two more years. So, and I, I think he's going to get the itch. I, I just can't see him staying out of football. Of course, I really believe that. You know, he got married last summer, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure he wanted to spend time with his new wife and uh, and travel a little bit and enjoy uh, uh, away from football. And uh, you know, now that uh, the honeymoon season, so to speak, is over, I, I just look for him to get back in football. I, I'm with you. It's just it's ingrained in you, and uh, I think Sean Payton will be coaching again in the NFL. I'm not sure where, but uh, I think he'll be somewhere. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I do too. You know, he's still he's still pretty young. You yeah, know, fifty seven, so, fifty eight, maybe somewhere in there. He'll probably got a good another seven, eight years until he really, I guess, would burn out. A lot of times, it's that little break can kind of recharge your your, your batteries. That's right. Now, I will say, in all, you know, in that, I don't know how his broadcasting thing's going to go. He may love it. He may absolutely yeah. hate it. You know, so that I think will play a lot. lot because look, I never, I, I never thought uh, Bill Cower would ever just retire like he mm-hmm. did. You know, yes. he was. 
he walked away. He just never came back, you know, and everybody thought he might, and he, he's very happy in, in the yeah. in the broadcast booth. So, but, I mean, for him to publicly acknowledge, yeah, I, I have the itch to come back, I think I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. So, um, so that'll be interesting, as, you know, as a Saints fan, to, to see, you know, what we get in return. Uh, like I said, I hope it happens within the next two years so we get something. <laughs> get something in value, uh-huh. sure. And the only other thing I could say is if the Saints, you know, um, are, are keeping him on, on a retainer, per, per se, in case things don't work out, you know, with, uh-huh. uh, with Dennis but I can't. I can't see that. Yeah, I mean, not in any short term. You're right. Yeah. Uh, unless he completely the team falls apart and goes uh, three and fourteen or something of that nature. I, I'm in agreement with you. I don't see that changing for the Saints for a few I years. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen either. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but um, I guess the last thing I have, uh, Tony, uh, uh-huh. is that um, a little surprised at how big of a deal. I've been doing a lot of Twitter lately, and um, man, I started seeing all this stuff about the you know. And I don't play video games, but the Madden 23 game came out, and of course they have all these player rankings, you know, mm-hmm. and they rank them anywhere from I guess not say one. I don't think anybody's a one on there, but 99 is the highest you can get. And of course, the higher your rating, the the better you perform on the video game, you know, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, but how upset some of the players are at where they're ranked on a you know, video game platform. I'm oh, thinking, wow. man, that's yeah. kind of ridiculous. You know, yeah, what are they worried about? It, they're getting paid. I'm sure Madden, yeah, you know, you know, that's where the Madden game started with the NIL. That started years ago with Ed O'Bannon in UCLA. He was the one saying, hey, they play using my number and my name, and I'm not getting anything for it, and they're making a fortune off of that, and that's how the NIL came about, oh, 15 years later, I yeah. guess. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of, but but then I, I did hear like another sportsman at a good point, and that the, you know most of these guys that are complaining are 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 younger players and in their twenties, you know, mid mid twenties, and they they really only uh, they probably still play a lot of video games in their off time, <laughs> right? Too, uh, you know, and, and you know, just, just it's not like an older veteran would be really worried about where he ranks as opposed to these young guys, you know. Yeah. So, but I thought it was. Kind of ironic. Yeah, and, that is um, kind of strange. And uh, I, like you, never did really get into video games, even with Atari and all that, and ping, well, all that uh, was yeah. going on. Never did venture into that uh, particular, uh, uh, ev- you know, no. uh, enterprise. So anyway, but uh, Box, yep. I, I appreciate but, you calling in and uh, and talking a little bit of Saints and a little bit of the All Star Game and other things, and uh, appreciate yeah. it and stay in touch. Uh, 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 we might even be uh, t- try to see if we can get you back a little bit on Friday. Yeah, and uh, that's, that sounds good. And, and uh, as things, as like I said, as we get closer to football season, especially, you know, we can kind of make the same thing maybe a regular uh, thing. We didn't even talk about SEC media days and, and whatnot. Yeah. But there's a lot of things on right now. So, oh, you're uh, right. But, yeah, thank you, Tony, and uh, yeah. you have a good day, man. You too, Box. Thanks for calling Bye. in. Appreciate it. All righty. Later. Anyway, folks, uh Ralph Bacheron calling in to uh, talk a little bit at Saints, All-Star Game. Appreciate his call, as always, and uh, knowledgeable with the Saints and what's going on. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and take another break. And uh, after the break, uh, we're going to come back with Today in Sports History, July 20th here on Bayou Sports, here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be right back after this. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. At Arsenal Ford, we're making it even easier with our Ford Mobile Service Van. For your convenience, we have a mobile service solution for you. You provide the vehicle and I'll handle the rest. Ford Mobile Service. We make it easy at Arsenal Ford. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It has been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S.com. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 for our last uh, segment here on Bayou Sports. And uh, as always, uh, be uh, right after this uh, break uh, with uh, Bayou Sports, uh, of course, it's a breakfast club with Lee Kay uh, coming on right after this last segment here today in sports history, July 20th. Would you believe in uh, basically in 1858, that was the first time a fee was charged to see a baseball game as uh, – uh, New York beats Brooklyn. It was 50 cents to get into the game uh, that particular day. Uh, 50 cents might not seem like a lot now, but back then that was a lot of money to get in the game. Anyway, in 1912, uh, Phillies uh, ball player Sherry McGee steals home twice in one game. 1916, the New York Giants trade future baseball Hall of Famer Christy Matthewson uh, to the Cincinnati Reds. Christy Matheson, in my regard, back then was probably the greatest pitcher in baseball at that time period. In 1944, Browns pitcher uh, Nelson Potter is the first pitcher suspended for throwing spitballs. That's right. That's 1944 that took place. And it was uh, spitballs were outlawed in 1920 uh, season, though pitchers who threw spitballs exclusively were allowed to continue until the end of their careers. So if you were a spitball pitcher in the 20s, you could still throw the spitball. And of course, the feelings on that was the spitball with the uh, liquid on it, some type of liquid. Uh, the ball would uh, take different movements. Uh, Gaylord Perry, I think, had a lot to say about that back in the 60s and 70s. In 1958, the PGA Championship men's uh, golf was uh, – at Langerch, uh Country Club, uh, Dow uh, Fensterwall uh, wins his first PGA championship uh, held in a current stroke play format and wins by two from Billy Casper. 1958, future Hall of Fame pitcher Jim Bunning no hits the Boston Red Sox 3-0. Of course, uh, uh, six years later, Jim Bunning throws a no-hitter against the Mets, and it also was the first perfect game in National League history in almost 100 years. Elsewhere, uh, Dodger pitcher in 1970, Bill uh, Singer, no hits the Phillies, gives up no walks in the game. You would, how can he give up no hits and no walks and not have a perfect game? Well, a base runner could have gone by an error or hit by pitch, so that's not so perfect of a game. Meanwhile, in 1976, Hank Aaron hits his 755th home run, and that's the last home run Hammer and Hank would hit in his career off Angels uh, pitcher Dick Drago. 
1986, the British Open at Turnberry. Australian Greg Norman wins his first major championship at even par. And in 2021, of course, the NBA Finals just getting through now as the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Phoenix Suns 105-98 in Game 6, win their first title in 50 years. Of course, they won their first one back in 1971 with uh, Lou Alcindor, who future was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Birthdays on this date in uh, 1930, Chuck Daly. Uh, coach, you remember Chuck Daly was the NBA coach who led the championship Pistons to two NBA titles. Born in uh, Kane, Pennsylvania, K-A-N-E, Kane, Pennsylvania. Of course, uh, Chuck left us in 2009. Meanwhile, Jake Scott was born on this date in 1945. The American College Football Hall of Fame safety played at the University of Georgia, was a five-time pro bowler, two-time first-team all-pro, Super Bowl MVP in 72, uh, with the undefeated Dolphins in 73, born in Greenwood, South Carolina. Of course, uh, Jake also uh, passed away. Uh, in 2020. Ray Allen, 1975, born in this date. Of course, the American basketball guard, 10-time NBA All-Star, born in Merced, uh, California. Prolific three-point shooter in the NBA until a guy named Curry came along. In 1984, Troy Smith, high uh, American football quarterback, the Heisman Trophy winner in 06 from Ohio State. And, of course, he played with the Ravens, the 49ers, born in Columbus, Ohio. And in 1996, Ben Simmons, you Tiger fans, was born on this date. Of course, the Australian basketball point guard played one year at LSU and then was the 2016 NBA uh, number one draft pick born in Melbourne, uh, Victoria, Australia, of course. And the quote of the day, Sparky Anderson gives it uh, this, this particular day. Sparky Anderson said, just give me 25 guys in the last year of their contract and I'll win the pennant every year. And he's right about that. Those guys are going to give it their all here in the last years of their contract. So, uh, as always, uh, Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Right after this break, uh, we're going to have the Breakfast Club with Lee Kay. And, of course, uh, as always, Bayou Sports wants to thank our sponsors, uh, uh, Arsenal Ford, uh, Swing Insurance, L.A. Classic Roofing, The Quarter Tavern, Cane Row uh, Golf and Turf Club, and our new sponsor, the Headache and Pain Center. I want to appreciate those people, and as I mentioned earlier, if you have an opportunity to to shop with them and deal with them, want to t- tell them that you appreciate their sponsoring of Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back tomorrow with more with Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio. Uh, we're going to do our break, and then after the break, uh, Lee Kay will be on with the Breakfast Club. So we'll we'll talk to you again tomorrow. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the tech.